Is the establishment of an egalitarian society possible where man is being constantly exploited? Should these downtrodden ever live in poverty should the rich become richer, the poor become poorer, and continue to live like dregs? Who would be the savior? Would he come to our midst? How does he look like? 1. Is it in the guise of a fundamentalist who instigates genocide in the name of religion? 2. Is he a cannibal wedded to carnalities? 3. Is he an axalite? 4. Does he wield power and drunk with power kill at will? 5. Does he serve the people and lay down his life and love incarnate? It is for you to decide and to empower him in the name of public service everyday crimes like murders, rapes, and intrigues are being perpetrated and the gullible are the scapegoats. Men is like a beast today. The good is oft interred while the evil spreads very quickly. While selfishness coupled with science is leading to total annihilation, on the other hand, the average man is dejected, depressed, and frustrated, who is responsible. We find herding instinct in animals but tamed animals are scared of beasts. How many know that among men a hybrid breed exists the hunger of which is not satiated? It is justifiable if the beasts not endowed with reason cannot discriminate. However, man, the rational animal in his height of irrationality commits genocides, decimates to quench what? Since the beginning man has been falling but never thought of universal welfare. He believes in fabrications because his intellect is dusty. In the name of another world, they created a deadly world. People like Marx and Lenin because of their nature conceived of their world. Darwin tells us that man behaves like an animal because he evolved from an animal. Unless the truth is realized destruction is the only way out. Dear readers, learn the knowledge, which has been there since the beginning of time. Men is the supreme paragon endowed with discrimination and the body is the armor. While as a body he has a name and as a dead body the position is indicated, which means he inhabited that body but nobody wants the corpse neither relatives, friends nor the municipality. Only the elements welcome the corpse. There ends materialism, which is imperfect. The funny part of it is while alive the earth yields and caters to all his needs and unto that earth, the corpse returns. Men can dictate terms, harness nature able to command cross but he is unable to exercise restraint over his own physical body, which is the protective cover. He becomes a slave unto it and gets destroyed? Romans chapter 7 verses 13 to 24 say did that which is good, then, become death to me? By no means. But so that sin might be recognized as sin, it produced death in me through what was good, so that through the commandment sin might become utterly sinful. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do I do not do, but what I hate I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do, no, the evil I do not want to do this I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, 
it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work, when I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body of death? Can man conquer his own body? This is a genuine doubt, but the fact she is a slave to the body and is willing to mortgage even the country for the sake of the body. It is ridiculous that such slavish fellows as men with such nature can establish an egalitarian society. Romans chapter 6 verses 12 and 13 says therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin, as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God, as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. Romans chapter 8 verses 5 and 6 says those who live according to sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires, but those who live by the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. James chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 says what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have, because you do not ask God. Man doesn't know his welfare and how can Jewish the welfare of others? It is a matter to be pondered. We need as leaders men who can conquer their internal nature. Do we have such a reason? Enadu the 30th of April 1991 page 5 Bible recitation competition The President of BJP Dr. Murali Minahajoshi challenged whether a word like socialism gets mentioned in the Bible and he offered rupees 1000 each for those who find it. The reason for Joshi's foolish prattle was because the Congress, one, leader Mr. Rajiv Gandhi in his election campaign promised the establishment of an egalitarian society as mentioned in the Bible in Mijurim if voted to power. Should we get inspired from the Bible of Rajiv or get inspired from the words of Joshi who arranged this Bible recitation competition? Raked. Letter the 1st of May 1991 It is ridiculous that a scripture-like Bible should be a matter of contention and a moron like Joshi should give a call as stupid as the one given by him. We do not quarrel with representatives of people or their style of campaign but it is a matter of shame that people who do not have even an iota of knowledge to talk Bible. I challenge him for a public debate in the municipal ground during 5,6,7 at Strykoculum, if defeated I am willing to serve you for life. P.D. Sundara Rao the president never came. Socialism has remained a mere word but how many do know its genesis from Bible? The world today is beset with political intrigues and buried deep, the egalitarian society. It is only a political shunt but not to usher in a new era. People who cannot control their dusty bodies shout and cry horse of socialism. We know the fall of many communist countries. Mankind seems to wake up slowly to reality. Is socialism possible through bullets and murder of the stupid political leaders who buy votes and do not get elected? It is an inverted justice. 
Violence is not the answer to violence and such a kingdom has become a part of history. Selfishness cannot be rooted out by a bullet. Fear induces temporary relief but not permanent. Many governments in the name of reforms made public life worse than it was earlier. Any chronic disease should be rooted out but not subsided. If you can scan today's society the cause for the malady in the body, treatment should start from the body that is, people should be taught to control their desires. Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 28 says then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Acts chapter 17 verses 26 and 27 says from one man he made every nation of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth and he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. While all men have descended from Adam and are eligible for equitable enjoyment is it not flexing of the muscles are the proud mighty responsible for garnering? Not only the earth, the sky even the airspace are demarcated. Even the planets are being planned to be partitioned. Deceit, intrigue, muscle power makes a few tortures like devil's majority of human beings. Where has feudalism come from? Where does this zamindery come from? Where has capitalism come from? Even our forefathers were weak enough to be exploited. The earth, which is the common property and legacy of our heavenly father, has got depraved and we know where the canker lies. Man is fiendish and is ready to commit fratricide. 1 Samuel 8 verses 5 to 17 says they said to him, You are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways, now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel, so he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you, it is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly and let them know what the king who will reign over them will do. Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, This is what the king who will reign over you will do he will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses, and they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, and others to plough his ground and reap his harvest, and still, others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants. Your men servants and maid servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his use. He will take a tenth of your flocks, and you will become his slaves. 
this proves that even before Israelites wanted to establish the institution of slavery, the other people were living lavishly. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 23 says you were bought at a price, do not become slaves of men. Galatians chapter 5 verses 13 to 18 says you, my brothers, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature, rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. The conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Each man's soul should reign the body. Love your brethren. Jesus the fountain of love died for us so that we may live and showed us what love is. 1 John chapter 3 verses 15 to 18 says anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. This is how we know what love is, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue but with actions and in truth. 1 John chapter 4 verse 20 says if anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. Matthew chapter 25 verses 35 to 45 only Christ who came in the first century could establish an equalitarian society on earth. Matthew chapter 20 verse 28 says just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Today's leaders say that their last blood is for the service of the public and after getting elected drunk with power makes public cannon fodder for their safety. Are these the people who are willing to die for people? These Philistines are opportunists and if necessary they are ready to turn as escapists and swear by themselves. Clad in clean clothes, and if someone in unclean clothes comes. James chapter 2 verses 2 to 8 says Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in shabby clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, Here's a good seat for you. But say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. James chapter 2 verses 15 to 16 says Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed 
but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 6 to 10 says but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 17 to 19 says command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. A certain young man came unto Jesus and Jesus commanded him to give away his all and then only follow him. Another individual. Luke chapter 19 verses 8 to 9 says But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord! Here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. Jesus, our Lord could thus show socialism which cannot be found, which cannot be established by power, could be established by one's words and deeds. Are these leaders of today socialists? Socialism, which was established in 2000 years ago by Jesus has been, buried deep. Economic inequality is the order of the day. As long as these friends in the form of human beings live the world is destined to do more a new order shall be seen if the world learns to reign in the carnal desires and seek refuge in his reign.